0: Here at BuildWit, we strive for continuous improvement. We do. And the internal podcast is part of BuildWit.
1: It is part of BuildWit, and it
0: also can always be improved. It falls under the continuous improvement jurisdiction. Mm -hmm. So we uh, asked ourselves, how do we make it more continuously improved? And we have come upon... Not something, not a, a, a drastic departure. I'm trying to use just a bunch of big words right now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, keep, no, keep going. It's it's good. It's really good. Keep doing it. So yeah, it's not a dramatic departure from where we are from from the norm, but we're trying to get a little bit more focused, more intentional, more thoughtful.
1: Yeah, and and I would say from my perspective, um, you know, because as as we all know, Aaron has his things he focuses on. Mm-hmm. I have my things I focus on. Yes. And one of those things is the strategy of what we're doing here with the podcast. And so one thing that is, I would say, is always on my mind, but I think I'm I'm taking a renewed and maybe specifically intentional approach to is how can we make the internal podcast like definitively more valuable to the team? Mm -hmm. And I, I think you spoke to it well yesterday when we chatted where it's like, you having a touch point with the company every week, highly valuable. Hearing kind of just like the, the cultural stuff we talk about, highly valuable to the team. Mm-hmm. But I also want to trim all the fat of that in a lot of ways too. It's like if there's ways we can like definitely bring more value, talk about things that are like happening in the team, we should be talking about those things. So that like when you, when you I'm not going to say tune in, it's not a television show, but when you listen, it's like, this is all stuff that matters to me and to like my team. And mm-hmm. so that's like what I really want to focus on. Yeah. But I also don't think it has to be a list of things we read and then we sign off.
0: Yeah. So, and this is per Alex, Alex's suggestion. We're going to talk less about my snacking habits and more <laughs> about every, every episode will be focusing on kind of a, a central theme uh, where we'll discuss. And there could be applicable questions yeah. to that, whatever it is. But we'll we'll shoot the poop. And we'll focus on a a theme and if there's somebody that beyond us two applies to that theme or brought that theme up or we'd love to hear from, we're gonna bring them into the podcast studio to provide extra context.
1: I think that's a great way to put it. And I I, what I look forward to as we continue to figure out what it looks like to to bring other folks into this space in this time, because for the most part it has been just you and me. Yeah. I, I look forward to thinking about it that new way where it's like, all right, if here's something we're talking about, this is pretty vital vital to the team. This is a thing that's like alive in the team right now. Mm-mm. There's only like a small percentage of of times and scenarios where you and I are going to be the best people to talk about it.
0: Yeah. Very rarely are we the best people to talk about. Yeah. We're just gonna say just never. Not we're not we're never the best to
1: talk about. <laughs> but there's always going to be somebody who has more context who can um, give more context, Mm-mm. but who also can just like, I think, speak into whatever that thing is. Yeah, And so what I look forward to is thinking about how we continue to do the internal podcast and thinking for the first time, who would be great to speak into this?
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and have no fear because we are uh, genius podcast hosts. Sure, 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 sure. And so no matter who it is, we're going to make you sound really educated and really inspirational.
1: Mm-hmm. It's funny. Somebody asked me... Remember, maybe somebody called me, oh, you're like a podcaster like for a living. And my initial response was, oh, no. Then I was like, oh, wait. I guess, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, I guess that's what we do. <laughs> so,
0: so what do I do, podcasts? And where does my income come from? From From, from, from the podcast. Okay, yeah, yeah, I guess that's what I
1: do every day. Yeah. Um, but so I, I think, and I, I said this to you a little bit, Aaron, but I think saying it out loud in this uh, place is good too. As like my time that continues here at BuildWit, there will always be podcast things that we're doing mm-hmm. and obviously a very valuable format to put out information. Sometimes it's just educational. Sometimes it's just entertainment. It doesn't matter. I have a very special part of like what I do here that's attached to the internal podcast. And so I, I think about that a lot and it's always like, how can this matter more to our team? And so I would say I take that charge very seriously. Yeah. And no matter how we grow and like, you know, we were in a huge phase of growth in the last, the first part of this year, this second part of the year is a different kind of growth, but I, I, I it's very important for me to like be really clear that I am constantly thinking like how can this be more valuable to those people. Mm-hmm. So um, I look forward to figuring it out yeah. and failing, and then trying other ways that maybe work better. That's it. Yep. That's
0: the only way to do it. Super cool. Excellent. So, uh, so before, the theme before sorry, we get ahead. into
1: the theme, yeah.
0: what prompted your haircut? Okay, so we need
1: we need just a little along. a little chit chat. Um. I kind of wanted a little bit more versatility. Mm. And though I had like pretty long hair, I would say I, I probably had the longest uh, male hair at the company. Chell's is long Yeah, long-ish. Chell,
0: Chell is, he's getting up there right now. He was now. right there. Yeah.
1: Um. But I always wore mine up and it felt like I had to wear it just that one way because mm. I did not enjoy it. Down. It was very hot. Whatever. So I just, you know. Looking for a summer haircut.
0: Hair's hair's going to grow, you know. Nice. Yeah, I'm um, like three times a day tempted to just give myself a buzz cut because it's just a pain in the ass. I mean, you've, have you've
1: definitely, your style has gotten longer since I've known you. Like you'd never wore it that length.
0: It's gotten longer just because it's like, I don't want to go get a haircut right now. So it's not any kind of like deliberate, mm, I'm going to grow it out because it's going to look better. It's... I don't really want to get a haircut I'll get around to getting a haircut. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. we can push it a few weeks. Mm -hmm. And then it just keeps growing and growing and growing. And then it gets to a point where it's like, okay, I need to go to the haircut store. This is getting out of hand. Well, yeah. Once it becomes
1: like desperate, then it's kind of too late. Mm -hmm. Then it's just like, oh, now. And then you try to book a haircut or go get a haircut. I feel like in a city like Nashville, it's hard to just go get a haircut. You have to schedule it. Yeah, unless you're going to great clips. I do like scouts. I, I feel like there was a... To get totally consistent every time because it's never the same people, that's yeah, the other yeah, part. Yeah. If you find your person, it's important.
0: <sighs> that's it, man. All right, topic we're here of this week. Can we, uh, when we introduce a topic, can we create a new sound effect? Love it, let's do it. <laughs> okay, great. <laughs> or do <doo-doo-doo-doo-doo. laughs> I think
1: it's gonna make it too serious, yeah? But I do think we should lay it out that way. I okay. do think it should be like the topic for this week is
0: okay. All right, do you want to introduce us?
1: I can't. Hey, everybody! This is Alex Horton. Aaron Witts here. Introduce like that.
0: Yeah, well, and now for the
1: topic of the week. And now, um, sound effect. Yeah, and now, <laughs> and now for the topic of the week. Okay, great. What's the topic of the week? The topic Alex? of the week is uh, if you've been if you've been hanging out with the Build It crew. If you're hearing this in real time, we had a call about the Series A uh, investment funding, fundraising stuff. Mm -hmm. So we are going to, I've got four or five questions about that, that we can kind of hit. I'm sure some of them will be shorter answers, but hopefully it it inspires um, some good conversation here and you can give kind of additional context that wasn't really part of the presentation last week.
0: Good. Yeah. And it's important to note, if you haven't heard the presentation, it's doubtful at this point. Important. Really important. Mm -hmm. So that is step one. And even if you heard it, I encourage you to listen to it again. Either in podcast form, watch it again. Whatever you can do to absorb that information, it's vital, vital to yep. the next few months.
1: I think what's interesting about going back to that call and and re-listening is, I think there are things or circumstances where it's like, uh, maybe read that before this call. Like things you could that would be good if you prepped for a meeting about it or whatever. Yeah, and there are. Ver- Varying degrees of like preparation you can do. Like, well, I'll read it first and then we'll just show up to the call. Or you can say, I'm going to do a book report on the thing I'm reading. You know, th- to me, like that call is if you're kind of still existing doing the build with stuff without like knowing all those details, it's just going to get more
0: and more confusing and more and more difficult. It's going to get more and more difficult. And you're only going to screw the people around you. Because mm-hmm. <laughs> the, the key here is we're getting everybody to row in one direction. One direction. That's it. There's one priority. We're dedicating our whole organization to it. And so if anyone is out of sync, we start to veer off course. Mm-hmm. We start to get further away from where we need to be. So it's, it's critical that everybody's aligned and we finally have clarity. We yeah. finally have it. We haven't had it in a long time. But here it is, and is. We're putting our whole weight behind it and we're going to be able to create some pretty cool stuff as a result.
1: I think one thing that's neat is it's not just that you need me to know that information. Like Harrison needs me to know that information and yeah. I need Harrison to know that information. Correct. And so I, I think I won't say this is different than other like, you know, we've had company announcement type calls before of, of significant importance. But I think more than ever, it's like if if we all aren't on the exact same page in terms of like what this investment is supposed to do and how we're supposed to act accordingly to that. Mm hmm. All of our decisions then are not gonna be on the same page going in the same direction. So I I, I think that's like an important thing for me to remember is not only do you need me to know that, but everybody else needs me to know that too. Correct. Cool. Well, we've got a couple of questions. Um, I guess the, the context going into this is, you know all the stuff that was announced on the call. Mm-hmm. So I don't need to give a, a lot of um, background before I think we jump in. Yeah. Cool. First question says what does our runway
0: look like after this round closes so we're aiming for around 15 months because okay. about the the timeline assuming our burn does not increase and it could be greater than that if we decrease our burn which is a big part of this which is yeah so if we increase revenue and we beat our, our earnings uh targets that Aaron is working on that are probably already released at the time of people listening to this um then we, we increase our runway. So, okay. but the goal is to get about 15 months and it could be 12, it could be 18. It could vary, but target about, eight, about 15 months.
1: And so when we talk about runway, that's basically just saying with this additional investment mm-hmm. and the amount of burn yeah. and the amount of revenue, if those two things don't change, this is like, How much money do we need to continue running the business? Yeah, correct. Okay.
0: So, and if the burn rate just stays the same, so the burn rate's a little over a million a month right now, so that's less than 10 months. Mm -hmm. But if we get everybody focused on increasing software sales, growing the training product, increasing revenue, then that burn rate will start to diminish, which then buys us more and more and more time. Yeah. So... And then as in the, in the process, we're getting that sales data, which then gives us a lot of different opportunities when we get closer to that, that 15 months. We can sit down and say, okay, what's the best course of action now? Do we go out and just keep reducing our burn rate? Do we go out and raise additional capital? Do we go out and raise a ton of additional capital? We can make that decision when we get to that point, mm-hmm. but we'll have the data to make that decision in the first place. And run runway is basically when do we run out of money? Yeah, that yeah. If if anybody doesn't understand that,
1: when you and and the leadership team are looking at burn rate and um like monthly recurring <sighs> revenue, mm-hmm. are those really like two sides of the equation?
0: It's like those are the two. Those are the two numbers that are like at odds, right? Yeah, I mean burn rate. It's driven by expenses and revenue. Mm-hmm. So it's how much do you have going out? How much do you have coming in? So software sales, we don't, it's not just recurring. So when a new customer comes in, there's an onboarding type project there. Sure. So we get paid for that. There's recurring, and that's the monthly revenue that drives the valuation. Mm-hmm. And then there's the services revenue. So there's a few different areas of revenue that all add up to that total revenue that contribute to reducing that burn rate. But the most valuable of that revenue, like we talked about on the, on the call, is that recurring revenue because that's what creates, that's where you get the 10 times multiple, yeah. 10 times plus multiple that creates the big valuation, which gives us a lot of potential opportunity to go raise additional capital at a very good rate, go raise a lot of capital, which then provides the whole organization a lot of opportunity and a lot of potential and a lot of security.
1: Sure, that makes sense. Uh, There's actually a question that kind of follows up in this. about moving forward, forward. it
0: sounds it sounds scary, but that's the the world a startup lives in. Is basically there's always a cliff. Like that's that's it's not just our business; it's all businesses. (laughs) It's Mm -hmm. unless it's a really mature business, really mature business. All businesses have there's only so much time before there's a cliff. There, even construction companies they talk about backlog. How much backlog do you have? So it's not exactly um, runway. They talk about it in backlog. Construction companies' backlog might be 12 months out, less than that. And so every company is is in this perpetual state of survival. That's the that's how companies function typically. Mm-hmm. So it 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 might sound a little scary if you're not used to people talking about that, but that's where we've been living as a business for four uh, since our inception, mm-hmm. and that's where businesses essentially live until they they reach a part of, a, a period of maturity.
1: Well, yeah, it's not it's not like you
0: move on from meeting any sales at any point. It's like well we sold plenty, so now we're good. Yeah. It's over. Well, and then and then you reach uh, maturation, but then you go have to go take another financial risk yeah. to then reinvent your business to to get to that next level. Mm-hmm. So even when you reach maturation, when you're a mature business, you're still perpetually growing. You're perpetually reaching out beyond where you are. And that, that carries risk. Mm-hmm. But that's what drives a business. You don't grow a business without risk. It's, it is perfectly correlated. The more risk you take, the greater the opportunity. That's how it works.
1: With the significant difference between the initial ask in the series, or the initial goal, um, was what, $50 million? Was that the... Yes. Okay. With that number um, getting adjusted once you... You had kind of started the whole process and saying, "Right, that's probably not what we're going to shoot for. We're going to we're going to have a different number." Um, was that pretty frustrating,
0: or just like a, "Okay, here's what the reality is." Instead, no, it's not worth getting frustrated. It's like what's frustrating? What's getting yeah, frustrated? What can you do with it? Yeah, what's yeah. what was that? It's not productive. It's mm-hmm. not going to do anything. So, um, I'm not I'm not going to say it's been. Rosy this whole sure. time. Like <laughs> I've just been loving the process. It's like been, whatever,
1: man. It's all good.
0: It's been rough. Yeah. Um, but that said, this is the reality. So, okay, great. Wait, check. No. All right, here's the reality. Good. I, I, I'm not, I don't have the option to throw my hands up. I don't have the option to quit. I don't have the option to say, hey, yeah, we couldn't figure it out. That, that's just that's off the table. So okay, this is what I have. Let's go make it happen. And we 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 have to make it happen. It's not just making it happen for our people or whatever it is, it's making it happen for the dirt world. I genuinely believe we're the ones to go make the dirt world a better place. The dirt world needs to become a better place, so we don't have an option to quit here. It's not its not feasible for us to yeah. do so because a lot of people suffer as a result.
1: I'm gonna ask a question that I'm fine with you saying we don't really need to talk about it. Yeah. When it comes to doing this like series a or in any kind of investment round obviously like the thing we're essentially selling is equity Mm -hmm. when that like larger number and a higher valuation goal when like those numbers change does that like affect how you envision your percentage of the company long term like are you having to think about it that way
0: yeah so i um honestly initially i got Definitely caught up in dilution and, and just making sure I, I have enough percentage of the business. Yeah. So I sold 40% of the company um, and mm-hmm. we haven't- To fe- Randy and t- to Jonathan. To Randy and Jonathan, yep. 20% each. So I retained 60%. Mm-hmm. We're diluting again by another 20%. Yep. So I get 80% of my 60%, if that makes sense, yeah. which brings me down to like 52%. I Honestly, I, I detached from that maybe eight weeks ago. Okay, And it was, hey, just take me and just put it over there and just focus all of my energy on what is best for our business, what is best for our people, what is best for the dirt world, what is best for our investors. And if I do that, I am going to be good to go. And that was a big shift in thinking for me, um, was just just set myself aside. If I take care of everything else, I will be fine. I will get taken care of. Mm-hmm. And so that's now my mentality is I need to do what's best for people, for our mission, for our business, for our investors. And so that's what we're, that's what we're working toward. Ownership percentage doesn't necessarily change control.
1: That's what I, that was kind of where
0: I wanted to so that So okay. that's where the board comes into play is there's votes on the board. And that is determines control of the company. And you have two, I right? have two votes. Dan has one. Randy has one. Jonathan has one. Okay. So in theory, if they are on one side of the fence, I'm on the other, I can be outvoted. But the odds of that happening are very slim um, since we're all pretty damn aligned. And for the company to sell, my votes are necessary. Mm-hmm. So even if they were to outvote me, quote unquote, that still doesn't work because I need to vote and approve it before the sale of the company can happen interesting okay and then also there will be an employment agreement in place where they can't say you're out of the business got it but other than because i
1: mean that's the thing that happens
0: it's i was raised by a lawyer so it's not like i'm afraid of it happening yeah. by, by any means or by, i could not ask for three better human beings to be alongside me on our company's board that's why they're there mm-hmm. it wasn't just by accident they're they're great human beings but I was raised by a lawyer and you always just want to make sure everything's covered yeah
1: when will uh it become like at least public knowledge within the company who the like investors are or does that even matter
0: um it doesn't necessarily matter but uh once it's done once the legal we're like not quite process the, is completed done part. Okay. yeah the legal process is still ongoing Sure, and it's a it's a bear of a process Um, so once that's done, then we can talk about that.
1: Okay, cool, cool, cool. Yeah. Um, will those people have board seats? Is that how that works?
0: No. Okay. So we determined a threshold to add another board seat. And that was if someone wanted to invest 10%, which is still possible, which would be 5 million. They could get a board seat, uh, and it would have to be the right person. So it's not just the money; it's making sure that that yeah, individual it's not like they pay, send you via PayPal, and now they have a board seat. Yeah. So we, we've con- we've considered that, but it hasn't panned out quite yet. Okay. So no one, the board composition's not changing as of yet.
1: Got it. Cool. I, th- I thought that was all super valuable. A lot of things either maybe I only knew parts of, um, but thanks for speaking into those. I've got a couple more questions. Sure. Uh, next question: After the round officially closes. What is our primary objective as a company, profitability or valuation? In other words, are we trying to set up for a strong Series B based on high high growth rate? Or are we trying to be less reliant on funding
0: by reducing burn rate? Um, So it's, it's less about the future and more about the now. The goal, the priority, the only priority is grow training sales, grow software adoption with Build-It Services supporting as a profitable business. Mm-hmm. Build-It Services need to be profitable and Build-It Services needs to figure out how we can, as Build-It Services, help drive software adoption. But that is the goal. Yep. Grow training sales. That's it. That is all we are focusing on. Grow training sales. So in doing so, the result of that is, in theory, if we increase our training sales and keep our spending about the same, we start to reduce our burn and become less reliant on investor capital. right? And as we grow our sales, we simultaneously increase our valuation. Mm -hmm. So assuming we do this successfully and start to get closer and closer and closer to zero, closer and closer and closer to profitability by increasing our software sales, increasing build with training sales that gives us the opportunity to go raise a series B or to go continue down the same path and just focus hey we're just going to focus on profitability mm-hmm. or go raise a massive round if we want to but we can't make that decision right now and that's not important right now the goal is increase training sales that's it increase training sales don't spend a lot more reduce that burn rate and in doing so we buy ourselves more time and a lot more options from a capital raise standpoint. The problem that we ran into and the reason why we couldn't raise the money right now is because we were selling purely on vision, not on numbers. So the next time around, if we can sell on vision and we can say, hey, we said we were going to go do this and here's what we did. And then here's the financial data. Here's our sales. Here's Mm -hmm. our recurring revenue. Here is our profitable services division, here's how that contributes to software growth. Here's how software contributes to service. Here's how it works together. Then it's a no-brainer from an investment standpoint. Yep. We've just been missing that data piece because we just went to market two months ago. We haven't proven the product. Yep. So instead of getting ahead of ourselves and going and focusing on a bunch of other stuff, which is what we would have done with 50, yeah. which I think would have been a disaster, where instead we built this training product. We've went out into the marketplace and through the process of series A, the marketplace has said, you guys are on the right track. So let's go make that work. And then we can figure out what's next. Mm
1: -hmm. And I think that's probably like a good, maybe, maybe lesson is, is the wrong word, but I think it could be possible or maybe easy from your perspective to try to like turn that into a win just so it doesn't look like loss and that it's like well we we went out for for 50 million and like that didn't work out yeah and so it's like well now this is what we really need this is really all we needed and and i don't feel like it's that kind of thing to me i think it's like the more information you got in that process the more
0: that um kind of the new approach was clearly the right approach yeah this and that's been my concern. Is I don't want it to seem like we're trying to spin a negative into a positive. Yeah, like yes, oh, no, guys, this it's is it's actually really... fine. Yeah. Like, don't worry about it. It's not. It's not that way. Mm-hmm. It's hey, yeah, it 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 wasn't what we were hoping, but we've stepped back, we've reevaluated, we've assessed the situation, and this is a far better strategy, especially for where the market's at today, than our other strategy. So, this worked out in our favor. And then even even if it wasn't the case, what choice do we have? <laughs> yeah, it's like, I mean, that's great if we
1: really did want that, but yeah. it turns out we don't have a choice. Yeah. So. And, and if
0: you don't want to be a part of it, then you can go work at another company. I mean, if you don't want to, if, if, hey, that's yeah, too much. That's too much for me. There's a lot of other places hiring right sure. now, I promise. Um, but that creates the opportunity. That creates the, I think our future success is we can just get focused. We can go drive training sales, drive training sales, drive training sales, drive training sales, drive training sales. get the product out there. Get as many users training on our platform as we possibly can. Make sure services is profitable. Make sure services is supporting. Because it's essential. Like Mm -hmm. I said, it all works together. We can't have any part of this break. And through that process, we're going to give ourselves a lot of opportunity and a lot of options. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: A lot of options. And the $50 million valuation, that's only the starting point. That's only the starting point. And the pool of internal equity is going to be a double-digit percentage. I haven't, we haven't determined what it is exactly yet, so I don't want to say, "Oh, it'll be this and yeah. it'll be actually be that." Uh, but the 50 million is the starting point, and it's going to go to 100 to 200. It's going to continue to go, and everybody's going to share in that benefit as it goes. But to get there, we need to focus, we need to focus on what's right in front of us, we need to get disciplined, and we need to say, how do we create a? successful, profitable software business. And we have this product, build a training that's addressing a critical need in the market Mm -hmm. that we've proven is the path forward, but it needs our entire focus for us to make it work. So that's what we're doing. All of our focus on this one thing. So ask yourself, how do I contribute to growing training sales? Mm -hmm. Is that growing awareness? Is that helping customers, existing customers expand? Is that creating content? I don't know what it is, and everybody has a different hand in the matter, but that should be the question you're asking. How do I contribute? And if you're unclear, go get clear. Yep. You and I talked a little bit about that approach yesterday where
1: um, you know a, a big thing for... Uh, Maybe this, I wouldn't say this was a surprise to me, but it was um, a pleasant fact was once training went out there, like a number of people who came on as training customers referenced the podcast, Mm -hmm. which is both like super flattering and also like, okay, this is clearly like at least reaching some of these people and bringing them into the party. So you and I talked a little bit about like that approach of like, we all kind of need to be aimed towards getting more people onto the platform and i think that's i don't want to say that's like an obvious charge that like the minute we put out a software product that's all i should have been focused on mm-hmm. but i i do think like that's a good thing to kind of be thinking about like in projects that myself and harrison and the rest of the media team are kind of like aiming additional content into the future it's like if, if that's what like our next goal is like of course we would do that it's a business yeah and so it but it also another thing we talked about it also doesn't need to be okay we're just going to make 500 ads and it's just going to be no. over and over again. Buy training; it's good for you. You know, it's not none of that. But it's like, how can we be aimed in like that direction altogether?
0: Yeah, we we can't just we can't just abandon the mission, abandon yeah. values. All of that still very much applies. We're just getting more focused. Mm-hmm. And for you, we'll use you as an example. Yeah. How does Alex Horton help contribute to increasing revenue by selling more training? Well, you can make the podcast as good as it possibly can be. So, and expand how many people are listening, which then gets people into the BuildWit world, which drives awareness, mm-hmm. which ultimately adds up to eventual sales. One. Two, you can make the internal podcast as informational and helpful as possible to make sure our team is aligned and gets even more and more and more aligned as the weeks go on yep. toward this singular goal. Fantastic. Three, you could potentially look at, hey, uh, one of the big challenges is Increasing training content. Could the podcast content be training content? I don't know. Maybe it's worth looking into. Yeah. So there's there's a few avenues there that, yeah, that makes perfect sense. That makes okay, great. I I get, or at least hopefully you get how you contribute. Yeah. And I could go through the list of everybody at the company and identify those things. And if you're doing things that don't align with that or there's spending that doesn't align with that, that's something we need to reevaluate. To go to your first point when you're saying
1: the first thing, make like, the podcast as good as possible. Um, I, I think that a version of that uh, applies to every single person in the company. Mm-hmm. But I think what's kind of like the, the, that next tier is not only am I just like trying to make the best thing that I'm making, which everybody is trying to make the best thing that they're making. It's that, it's that additional piece of like, because we're rowing in that same direction, my focus isn't just on I'm making this as good as it could be in a vacuum. Yeah. It's like that quality and that just effort, I guess, is also still aimed at like these larger goals. That's not just, you know, even though we say we want to build a great company, which we do, we still also want it to achieve actual real goals. Mm -hmm. In addition to, you know, we talk about make the Dirtwood a better place. That's of course the mission, but that's not like a box to check. And so we still have to have some sort of focus. And so I, I like that you keep... Hammering on, we're just focusing more. This is all this is doing. That's it. Focus more, focus more. That's, that's
0: what's happening here. That's it. Um, so that makes a lot of sense to me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then say you're within services. Number one thing, services profitability. If services is profitable, it's not chewing into that investor capital. That's a huge help, yeah. one. Two, how can we leverage the work we're doing within services, like media, for example? Hey, we have these field teams out on these job sites. How can we be, be creating training content? For training, while we're visiting a partner, and Goodfellow in Hawaii, for example, and they're already working on something like that. Yep. Or hey, are our partners aware of the training product? Or hey, they are aware. They don't want to buy it. Have I figured out? Have I dug into why? And have I relayed that to the team to see if we can identify, you know, and and solve some of those problems so that they do buy? There's a lot of. And and what are their, what are their training needs? Maybe they have, you know, they already have a training program, but here's how they're doing it. And there's so much that we can do to inform from a services standpoint where the training product is going, that it still contributes to sales. Mm -hmm. So, um, yeah, no matter where you sit in the business, you have a role to play to increase training sales. And by increasing training sales, we all win. I promise you we all win. We all win. It gives us a lot of opportunity in the future. It gives us a lot more security, stability. It allows us to go do a lot of amazing things, but we have to focus. We have to come together as a team. And that's the only way we're going to make this happen.
1: Mm -hmm. Well said. Love it. Well, uh, thanks for that. Thanks for digging in that. I have one more question, Mm -hmm. Um, a little bit more broad. Okay. So based on those goals, what would
0: a successful next 12 months look like? And do you feel like we're already on track towards that? So we're starting to get there. I don't want to look at 12 months right now. Okay. I just want to look at three months. Got it. So I want to look at from now until the company meeting in September. Mm-hmm. It's about three months, roughly. So I want to come together in September, and Aaron is working on financial goals, revenue goals, burn rate goals. And I want to sit down in September at the company meeting and say, did we meet our goals? Yes. Services met their sales goals and burn goals. Media did their uh, share and software. We have the growing training sales. Now we still have a burn rate. We're still going through we're money. We're always going to have that. You don't want yeah, to yeah. reduce in that. Theory, yeah. yeah. I mean, p- until we get to profitability. Well, in three months, we're not going to. In plan. three months. So we'll still have a burn rate. We'll mm-hmm. still be uh, using capital and all of that. But by three months, series A will be completed. And I want to sit down and say, did we meet the goals financially that we set out to meet? And the answer should be, uh, not only did we meet them, we fucking crushed them. That is success right there Mm -hmm. by, by with, with no questions asked. So I think it's, it's that simple. Did we meet our financial goals? Because if we meet our financial goals, everybody wins. That is how we make a really successful business that creates the opportunity for everybody, that pays everybody well, that gives all the people all the the benefits and, and great lives they want to live. And it gives us the ability to go make the dirt world a better place at a bigger scale. But it's as simple as, did we reduce our burn at the rate we said we would? Did we increase software sales revenue like we said we would? Is services, are they hitting their goals? Media hitting their goals? Software hitting their goals? And let me tell you, I don't care if your team hit their goals, if the other teams didn't, or if we didn't as a company, that's still a failure. Yep, You did not succeed. We succeed together. So keep that in mind. Is it doesn't, I don't care how successful your team is. That makes no difference. I care about how successful Buildwood is as a whole. So even if your team is killing it and there's another team over there struggling, you better start asking yourselves, how do we pitch in to help that team? Because we all win together here. So that would be victory is here's the financial goals. We're publishing them. Everybody will be aware of them. We met them. We're going on to the next few months and it'll be a really, really fun team meeting if we can sit down and say, we crushed those goals. We've built that momentum and now we're rolling into the next few months. Once those like goals are official
1: and published and it's all very clear, what's going to be the best way for us all to keep an
0: eye on the scoreboard? That'll be Aaron somero He'll be, that's kind of one of the things we need to establish is a scoreboard. And so each team will have a scoreboard of some sort, Sure, uh, but there will be a total scoreboard. And I think. We need a, we we need goals one and then we need greater transparency. So we'll be publishing this monthly. So everybody will know where we stand. Love it. Awesome. Is is the intention anyway.
1: Yeah. Uh well thank you for digging into all that. I know um we're gonna get more and more of these kinds of questions. And so yeah. I'll bring them I'll bring them into the podcast when it makes sense. Maybe maybe it makes sense um for us to have a conversation like this maybe every two months, maybe or every six weeks, something. As it's a lot of information keeps coming in because like you know, like you said, the, this process is not officially over. Mm-hmm. And once it kicks in, it just means we're aimed towards another version of this in some point in the future. And so I think um, being able to have this kind of like transparent conversation, um, I think is only going to be <laughs> valuable for us. I mean, we say yeah. transparency wins, but we, we have to all kind of do our part to make that actually true.
0: Totally. Well, and I, I recognize there's a lot of new people here that haven't, we've had a lot of financial conversations in the past. And so you've been around it. I've seen them. Yeah. So you're probably a lot more used to it than some, some of the newer people. We haven't had a lot of that this year as we've grown substantially. And so hopefully all of this is going to show that transparency really does win. There's nothing I'm retaining here. If something I'm not 100% about is 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 there? I'm not going to talk about it because I want it to be 100% first, but I'm at least going to say yeah, it's not 100% yet, so I don't want to talk about it, but I'm I'm not withholding anything right now. It's here's the situation. And so I and that's the only way we win is if I give everybody the situation, the information and so that everybody can go out and do their part to achieve that victory.
1: Mm-hmm. Well said. Love it. Well, uh thanks to the the crew here, we've got. I think um, it's exciting to be aimed towards uh, these goals. Knowing the people that I work with, yeah. Um, hopefully, this uh, like a, a really dialed in, focused conversation uh, provides our team a lot of value, and hopefully, we get to keep having conversations
0: like this. Cool. Love it. Um, so, I guess we can ask our people if they have a topic of the week. Yeah, please send that my way. Like to be a part of the podcast. Send it to alexbillet.com. Mm-hmm. If you have just general questions, we're still open to questions yeah. and we can organize them accordingly. Um, but yeah, if you have if you have topics, if something's important that you want us to discuss and you want to have it on the on the internal podcast, let us know. Love it. Well, thanks for listening, everybody, and we will see you next week. Stay dirty.